Friends, welcome to Grace Radio. This is Pastor Frank, so glad to be with you. This is a great day. The weather is great. The sun is out and where I am. Of course, I don't know when you may hear this broadcast. But right now where I am and where I am broadcasting from, which is Burlington Cable here in Massachusetts, I find it's a nice day. The sun is shining brightly. The temperature is comfortable for this time of year, and I'm glad to be here to share with you. Some good things to share, but I do have a problem. It's not a problem with you, hopefully, but I forgot something, and so I'll have to use my memory somewhat, and maybe you could help me as you remember things that maybe I can't remember. So I'll be sharing it with you in a couple of minutes. First, I'd like to give you a Uh, one or two Bible passages that could hold you for the day. So this is not my message for today, but there are a couple of Bible passages that are sort of favorites, and I like to think of them once in a while. There's a passage I remember in the book of Romans, chapter 5, which tells us that God manifests his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. Well, you know what that means. It's all about the greatest love story that's ever been shared. The love story of Jesus Christ who came into the world. He had a plan. He had a purpose. He loved us knowing that we are sinners. He came into the world to show us his love. And the greatest demonstration of love that he could show to us is how he went to a cross and died there for our sins so that we could know his forgiveness and he offers to all who would trust him the gift of eternal life. Now that's about simple and easiest thing to think about when you get into the New Testament and think about the God of glory, the God who created all things came to this world to show himself to us. Now, I know it's, it's so awesome. So awesome, it's, it's even difficult to take it all in, but it's true. The God who made all things gave himself for us on an old rugged cross. Now, can you imagine a God that is so great as all of that become so small He could be like a human being and die on the cross because he loved us. Because the only person who ever came into the world that was perfect and without sin is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's the one who came into the world to tell you and me that he loves us and that we can find forgiveness through faith in him, believing what he did for us on the cross. He paid for our sins on the cross. Well, 
That's the most wonderful thing to think about. Welcome, friends, to Grace Radio. This is Pastor Frank, and glad to be with you on a beautiful day. I was just sharing with someone a moment ago. What a nice day it is. Here we are in the month of February, and it's still a winter season, but today is a nice day, really nice. Temperature is very pleasant. The sun is shining brightly, and it feels good. It's such a good day, you could even take a bit of a walk if you wanted to, and you could be blessed looking at God's creation and enjoying some fresh, clean air, as much as that might be possible. So I'm glad to be with you. I have a bit of a message I'd like to share with you that I think could refresh you about God's love and grace. In chapter 5 of Romans, there's a passage that reads that God manifests his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What a great passage that is. I love passages like that that remind me of how deep God's love is. It's so deep. And I guess it's important to me to remember these passages and be refreshed by the love of God and to know that he died for me. To pay for my sin is an overwhelming love because of an overwhelming sacrifice by the God of glory who lowered himself to a point where he could become a man like us. Only he had no sin. He was perfect. There's no one ever. History proves it, as a matter of fact, and just knowing about life somewhat, we know that no one in the world is without sin. All have sinned. You should know that. I know it, it should be assumed knowledge for us right now that there is no one who has ever walked on planet Earth without being a sinner. But Jesus did. He came into the world without sin. He did not sin. He would not sin. And he could not sin. He's the second person of God, the Trinity. God the Father, but God the Son is the one who's equal with God the Father, having no sin, humbled himself, came into the world to be rejected and despised by human nature, like you and me, and allow himself to be nailed to a cross to make a payment, a sacrifice for our sins. Now, did you know that, really? Well, you might say, sure, of course I know that. That's simple gospel. I learned that in Sunday school when I was a kid. Well, you might be surprised then. There are many people who do not know what I just shared. They really don't know why Jesus came. Some may say, well, Jesus came into the world because he, was, he, he, he wanted to prove to us how wonderful he is and at liberty he is and and how he never sinned, and he was perfect man of love, and all of those things. Some people may know that, but some do not know that. But it's the greatest love story. That's why I believe the Bible is the greatest book ever written, because it, in, in, it includes the greatest love story ever told. 
the love story of Jesus Christ and why he came into the world. He came because he loves you. And he came to pay the price for your sin. You see, sin keeps people out of heaven because sin needs to be paid for. The penalty for sin must be paid for. It, God must be justified, and we need to have a justification and a standing before God with forgiven sins. Because if, if you carry sin and you don't deal with it, and you don't accept the sacrifice of Christ and what he did for you on the cross, then you don't have God's forgiveness, you won't go to heaven that way. Well, some people say, well, wait a minute, I'm good enough. And some people will say, well, there's other ways to God. Well, it's a, you know, I know that's your opinion, and that's fine. We all have opinions, but it's a dangerous, wrong position. Because we have sacred scripture, as well as other writings by great Christians who have been in the world, and we find that there's no other way. In fact, the Bible makes it clear, John 14 and verse 6, it reads that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to God the Father without me. That's right. Jesus is the only way. I know we don't like to hear that in today's culture, but he is. He's the only way. There's a teaching that goes around, an influence teaching, even by people who are supposed to be smart, but they don't know anything about Scripture. They will tell you there's many ways to God. One way to God, to find approval by God, is just be a good person. Do good things. Go to church as often as you can. Help people when you can. And be kind to your children. Love them. Be kind and loving to your spouse. Be there for him or her. That's love. And because of that, if you do those good things, you'll make it to heaven. So keep trying, and you'll get there. No, that's not true. And that's not what the Bible teaches at all. No, it doesn't. Well, you might say, well, wait a minute. Who are you to tell me that? I'm only telling you what I don't say. It's what the Bible says. It's what God says. It's the highest authority of all. And the greatest authority and the greatest word is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, some people say there's other ways, and you can do it other ways, but no, there isn't. It's God's way. It's God's way or there's no way. So if you want God's approval, you have to come to God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who proved the love of God by what he has done for you. It's the cross. The old rugged cross is the symbol and sign of the love of God, but also the sacrifice of his love for us. So you're getting the message right now? I hope you are. You need to receive that message that I'm sharing with you. You need to believe it. And if you don't believe it, why don't you check it out? Check it out. And you'll have the answer. So you could begin to get into a Bible, uh, listen to a good Bible teacher. There are many good Bible teachers, thank God, that you could still find on media, on television and radio. 
Thank God for that. To give a clear, good, concise, absolute, true message about what the Bible teaches about the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, there's plenty of false teaching around as well. And many religions that disapprove of the gospel, they don't believe in Jesus Christ, do not want to trust Jesus Christ, and they just believe in human things and doing good. And to do good things in order to earn their way to heaven. They believe, but that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Good works, doing good things, does not bring anybody to heaven. Well, let me tell you why. Well, let me tell you the first thing about that. And the Bible makes it clear, speaking of the Bible. The Bible says there are none that doeth good. Oh, wait a minute. I know some good people, they do good. I know some good people in history that do good, but they haven't always done good. They've all sinned. The Bible is a very honest book because the Word of God is written in Scripture. In the Word of God, the Bible says there's none that doeth good. All have sinned. That's a big word, isn't it? All, A-L-L. That's you and that's me. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, don't get angry at me because I know some people uh, can be so self-righteous about who they are and by what they do, that they feel they're okay. No, you're not okay. You're a sinner who needs to be forgiven. Do you get that all right? It's very simple. This is not my personal opinion. No, it isn't. You know, you can't argue with Scripture, although you would like to. Many people deny the Bible, don't want to believe the Bible, and will tell you it's full of conflicts and confusion, but no, it's, it's, it's a perfect book revealing God and who God is. No, you need to understand that. The truth, you can find the truth. Search God with all your heart, as the Bible says. He will show himself to you. And maybe what you should do is write down certain passages when you get into the Bible. Romans 3.23, all have sinned. And Did you get that? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Wasn't that easy to listen to? It's, it's, it's the truth. All have sinned. Are there any other passages like that? Yes, there is. In other places, the Bible, it's uh, uh, Romans 3.10, I believe. I don't have my Bible with me. I mentioned earlier that I, I I left my Bible in my vehicle, and I don't have my vehicle with me. But I do have passages here that I'm quoting, and you can look it up. And in fact, do something else. If you don't like what I'm telling you out of the Bible, why don't you prove me that I'm wrong? Or prove to me that I'm wrong. Get your Bible and show me where good people will get to heaven. Well, you won't find that because the Bible says there are none that doeth good. Not good enough to get to heaven. People can't do it. It's only God that can bring us to heaven. It's not by anything we can do. Try to be a good person. Jesus said, if you trust me, be good. Love people. Take care of people. Help people where you can. 
if you can help the poor, help the poor. If you can visit hospitals and meet the, meet with people who, who are sick and need encouragement. If you can pray, pray for people. Do all of those good things. But it doesn't begin there because you're good. No, it begins there because if you're a true Christian, you're there to do those things because you know that God has forgiven you through faith in Jesus Christ. You don't do things that are good for God on your own strength or by what you do. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, anyway, I, I need to move on here a little bit. I know I get carried away with that once in a while. I didn't have a plan to talk about that. But maybe I could give you a little bit of a Bible illustration here by what I like to read in the Bible sometime. One thing I like to read are the Psalms. The Psalms can be very devotional. But I also like to read about some of the characters in the Bible. And one character I think about is David, King David of the Old Testament. He's thought of as a great man of God. He's served God in many ways. He's been noted as a spiritual giant, done great and wonderful things for God, and many times for people as well. But is that the whole story? No, it isn't. David, known as a man after God's heart and being a hero for his nation and doing many great things in the military and even in his personal life, did many bad things. Why did he do bad things? Because he's a sinner like you and me. Bad things. You remember the story of David and Bathsheba. You, you know that story. They've made movies and you can read books about it, but it's clear revealing the fact that we are all sinners. Now, King David, if you read the story here in the Old Testament, you find out that King David served God faithfully, did mighty, wonderful things. And he was a man of war and all of that. But then there came a life, a, a situation in his life, I should say. What came into his life is one day, looking out of his balcony door on top of one of his places of living luxuriously, he could spot a woman taking a bath outside on her own roof. He looked at her lustfully, and then he wanted this woman to have a relationship with. So being king, what did King David do? You know the story. He called for Bathsheba, had Bathsheba come over to his place, and to make a long story short, he had a sexual relationship with her, and he loved her. So that's King David and Bathsheba. Now, that's a sin, as you know, because, after all, Bathsheba had a husband as well. So not only is it a sin, but it's a categorized sin. It's adultery. What did King David do about Bathsheba's husband? Well, King David made sure that Bathsheba's husband would be killed in the war that Israel is fighting. So King David demanded that they put uh, Uzziah, Bathsheba's husband, on the front lines of war, and he was killed. So now we have David's sin. Is it clear? 
You see, you're not the only one that sinned. And even though the Bible says that David had a heart after God, look what he did. Terrible sin and crime. He committed murder, killed Bathsheba's husband, and that's adultery as well, and had sinful sex with Bathsheba to the point she had a child because of her relationship with King David. Now, do you see what I'm getting at here? You can call David a great man, and he was at that time with Israel. But was his relationship without sin? Absolutely not. Not even close. Not even close. His sin was terrible, like unbelievable. He sinned with adultery, murder. What else did he do? Well, he did all of that. That's enough for right now. He was a terrible sinner. But the Bible just does say as well that David had a heart after God. Now, I can't fully understand it all, and I don't know if anybody can. David having a heart after God, although being such a wicked sinner like that, is sometimes a little bit difficult to fully comprehend. But he did have a heart after God. But now, look at the end of this story. We find that because of what David did, those wicked sins, and you can read about it, of course, in the Old Testament, but you can read Psalm 32 in the Old Testament, and you find out in reading that that David appears to be sharing his heart on Psalm 32 by revealing that he was heavy, heavily weighed down with discouragement, depression. He was at the end of himself. He was very unhappy. Why do you think that was? Because his sin weighed him down. He committed adultery with Bathsheba. God hated that. And he killed Bathsheba's husband. Terrible, terrible crime of sin that he committed. So the Bible indicates it. David indicated when he wrote Psalm 32. He pointed out in that psalm, read it if you get a chance, that he had a heavy, heavy weight on his life. And that was his guilt because of the sin of what he did in his life at that point. The sorrow, the guilt, the pain of everything he did that was so bad. And that wasn't the end of it. The good side of this story is this, that as much as he committed such sin and crime, God could forgive him. But David would also pay the price for his sin. The consequences of the sin was heavily put upon him. But David knew God. He knew about God. The Bible says that. David had a heart after God. So David went to God being so down, depressed, and so upset about his sin and crime that he cried out to God in Psalm 51. So I've given you two Psalms here now to think about. Psalm 32, which reveals 
somewhat of the sin, but you could also read the story of David in the Old Testament and read about his sin with Bathsheba and all of that. But even in the Psalms, it's brought out. So David got pretty personal in the Psalms, expressing his feelings. And in this context of what I'm sharing with you, the sin that he committed with Bathsheba. Was David a great man of God? Yes, in some respect he was. Did he do great and good things for God? Yes, he did. But the bottom line is this. David was wicked and committed wicked sins. So he went to God and asked God for forgiveness. God forgave him. God forgave David for all of his sins, wiped them clean. David could start all over again, which he did, of course. David was forgiven for his awful crime and sin, and he had a new beginning. But there were consequences for his sin. His relationship with Bathsheba was tragic in many ways. And he had to lose his son that was born from Bathsheba. Sad story. Sad sin, sad crime, sad results, but forgiveness, a good thing, and God's love, fantastic. David cried out to God, God be merciful to me a sinner. Psalm 51, begin to read it in verse 1. God, he was crying out, you know, in my own words, I'll put it this way. David was crying out to God, God be merciful to me, have compassion on me. It's almost as if you can hear, a, hear him begging God in his heart. He knew God. He knew God loved him. And yet David committed those terrible sins. Uh, what about you in your life? I mean, let me just touch on it briefly. Have you been a good person? You've done good things. Have you been religious? Have you helped people? Have you visited the sick in the hospitals? Have you visited criminals in the prisons? Have you gone to pray with others? All great and good things. But did you ever commit a terrible sin? You've committed sins. Be honest about it. You've sinned. You have. How do I know that? Well, I know that only not just by my own life. <laughs> I mean, I know my own sinfulness, and everybody should. No one is good enough. No one's good enough. Respect religious leaders where they belong and where they help people. But religious leaders are not Jesus Christ. Religious leaders are not perfect. We use words like reverend so-and-so. The word reverend is meant and intended to be a, a God word. The fact is, no one is reverend. No one. Reverends have sinned. This includes pastors from different denominations and priests from the Catholic religion. All have sinned. 
By the way, it's good. I've never met a clergyman that wouldn't admit to me that they've sinned. So I thank God if you've been a good person from a human point of view, and you've helped others even from a human point of view, that's great. I'm glad about that. I'm glad you've been as good as you can be good. And there are many good people, people that are so much better than I could ever be. I've met some many good people from a human point of view. But some of them are going to hell anyway. Why? Because they're sinners who never went to God to receive the fullness of sin in their life. Because as I shared earlier, all have sinned. All need to be forgiven. There is none righteous. No, not one. So I have sort of, what have I done here with all these passages? I've kind of touched on all these Bible passages to be clear enough with you to help you understand where I'm coming from. I'm coming from some things that the Bible talks about. It's not me. It doesn't come from me. I'm just quoting what the Bible says. And when the Bible says that God loves you, it's God who loves you. It's Jesus who gave his life for you on the cross. He was punished for sin. He was judged for your sin suffered the pain and difficulty of rejected by the whole world that he created. Jesus created the world, created people, and the world was Jesus rejected. The world sinned. Now, Jesus didn't reject in the sense that he came to the world, he gave his life on the cross to pay for our sin so that we could be forgiven and have a wonderful, peaceful relationship with him, get to know God in our experience of everyday life. You can walk in the Spirit. Don't forget, these are other studies to consider. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you receive the Holy Spirit. And that's when you can know God personally, by the Holy Spirit that indwells every true believer. And you can trust this God who loves you so much that he comes into the life of sinners who receive him as personal Lord and Savior. I hope I was clear enough about that, at least to get you started. If you need more information about this, why don't you get in touch with me? I'd appreciate hearing from you. And and pray for this ministry, won't you? I hope you'd be in touch. Write to me. You could send an email here, right here on Spotify, if you'd like. Uh, drop a letter to me someplace here at Burlington, or so forth and so on. I know you can get in touch with me. If you live in Maine and New Hampshire, you can hear me on FM radio there. And, of course, you can hear me and read about me and receive my Bible studies on the computer uh, from my website, by the way. Uh, so why not be in touch with me? I'd love to hear from you. And if you need some literature to help you with the subject matter, you might disagree with me about everything I've said. And that's okay. You can disagree with me. It doesn't change the truth. But check it all out. And if you can prove me wrong, please do so. I'd like to be corrected. I make my mistakes, and that's how I learn and grow. So if you think these things I've told you are wrong, 
and it's not in the Bible, well, let me know. Write to me as soon as you can. Send me an email or send me a mail right here on Spotify, and uh, I'll get back to you. If you need a Bible study or some kind or you want prayer in one way or another, I will make sure that will happen. If you need a good church to go to, there's some good churches right here in the Burlington area. I could tell you about those things. So please be in touch with me real soon. Love to hear from you. Remember, this is Grace Radio. Grace Radio. Heard in other radio stations. Maine, New Hampshire, FM stations, AM stations, as long as we have AM stations, because they'll be going away, I understand. But good things are happening. The gospel is getting out. And many, many people have come to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, and I know them. Great things. God's doing a great work drawing by his love. He draws people to himself. Be in touch with me, won't you? I'd love to hear from you real soon. This is Grace Radio. You can hear us here two or three days a week, I think. I don't know all the time slots, but you can look it up here on the menu on your cable, on on cable radio in Burlington and uh, on Spotify. Look forward to hearing from you. Father, in Jesus' name I pray for anyone hearing this broadcast right now. Someone is hurting. Someone needs to be encouraged. Somebody is guilt-laden. Some are suffering with a bad conscience of guilt, doing the wrong thing, perhaps. But you love that person, Lord, and you pay the price for the sin of every sinner. If you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and know that he wants to be the Savior of your life, you can pray right now. And here it is. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for my sins on the cross. Lord, I know I have sinned against you, against heaven, against others and against myself. Please forgive me, Lord. I've been wrong about many things. I know I am a sinner. Lord, I know that you died to put away my sin at the cross. You died in my place on the cross so that my believing in you, I can know your forgiveness because you will wipe the slate clean and give me a new beginning. For this, Lord, I trust you right now In Jesus' name, save me, wash away my sins, be my Lord, and be my Savior. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, that's the beginning of a brand new life. You need to know more about that. Get in touch with me. I'll help you with it. Any questions, anything at all, let me know, and I'll work with you on that and seek to help you out with it in one way or another. If you need a good Bible-believing church in the area, let me know. And I'll help you with that in the best way I can. Thank you for being with me today on Grace Radio. I look forward to being with you again the next time. I pray these things and thank you for all of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.